Heroes of to episode 299 of Heroes of Handheld, the internet's premium penultimate podcast uh, dedicated to all things handheld gaming. My name is Chris and I'm joined by Colin Byrne. How are you, Colin? Hi, I'm very well. How how are you doing? Yeah, man. lovely August um, afternoon. It's actually, it's all right. It's a bit, bit sunny, but it's not, yeah. it's not sunny. It's not as hot as it was because last week was just disgusting. It was way too hot. You know what last week week really taught me is that you can't rely on weather apps at all because last week we were allegedly due a massive thunderstorm and I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any lightning at all. Um, And it just shows you that the weather apps that, you know, different companies use different sources and it's just, I don't get how it's so hard to predict, but it must just be very, very difficult because hot and sticky over here in london and my friends like a couple of miles in a different direction had a massive storm and we had nothing at all i think it was thursday we had a storm yeah i think and uh, people kept saying i think from like monday onwards they were like oh they'll have a storm tonight i'll be tomorrow now and i kept getting the notifications on my phone from the Met Office, and it kept like pushing back the yellow warning of thunder and the yeah. amber warning of thunder. And we finally did actually have one on Thursday. Typically, as I was doing the food shops, I got absolutely drenched in my flip-flops. I never wear flip-flops out, and I wore flip-flops out to a little, which is maybe a bit unhygienic anyway, um, and got absolutely soaked. So that was good. Um, but no, I, I, I don't really struggle with the heat at all, but I was really struggling in that heat. It was awful. Yeah. I've basically just like led like spread eagles on the sofa in like my underwear, just thinking, oh for God, so this is just this is the worst. It's very well, I, I'm, yeah. It's very on brand, but it's it was too hot to play video games because you the controller sweats in your hand. It's just like Ugh. Yeah. It wasn't good. And um I've now made a promise to myself that I will not moan about the cold when it gets to winter this year because I have a new appreciation for feeling cool and being able to warm yourself up. Yeah. Because when you're hot, you're hot, and there's not much you can do to stop it. Um, Speaking of, uh, what have you been playing this week? Um, I've been continuing to play, I've mentioned this when we last did a podcast, I believe, Dishonored 2 which I'm finally um, getting around to playing. I'm a massive fan of Dishonored 1. Um, if you haven't played it, you really should, because it's an absolutely fantastic game and probably one of my favourite games of all time in my top 10, I would say. Uh, and the sequel to it came out about three years ago now, which I can't believe it came out so long ago. I got it for uh, even my birthday or Christmas, but I never got around to actually playing it, and now I'm finally putting the time in. And it's just great. It, the biggest negative I can say about it which is also one of the biggest positives, which is ironic, is that it's pretty much identical to Dishonored 1. And that's a massive positive and a massive negative um, because it's basically like a, it's basically like DLC, really. Um, there's not much new apart from the character you can play as is different from the first one and they have a few different moves. But apart from that, it plays and feels exactly the same, which is 
not a, a bad thing, even though I'm giving it that I'm saying that's negative, that's not a bad thing because Dishonored one is like the perf one of the most perfectest games ever. Um, anyway, I've been playing that, and it's really cool because the the thing with Dishonored, and I've probably mentioned this before, is that you can play it however you like. You can the it's sort of left up to you how you approach. I mean, you've got the missions that you have to do. There's like the the, the key objectives you have to do in each in each level to progress the story. But there's also side missions you can do to either make the whole thing easier uh, or to find out more information. Uh, you can explore to find newspaper articles and books that you can read to find out more lore about the world and the characters. Um, or you can just ignore all of that and just go, just like make a beeline for the mission, uh, mm. for the mission objective, and kill everyone. Yeah, and that's what that's the thing. You can go through the whole game without killing anyone, and that's quite a big thing considering that one of the characters you can play as is an assassin, and you can go through the whole game without killing anyone. It's it's brilliant. But the game leaves it up to you. You can either go through and be merciless and kill everyone, even like the civilians and the guards and everyone. You can just like kill a few guards or kill a few people, or you can just kill no one. And no one, and it just leaves it up to you, which is so good. It doesn't tell you what's the right or wrong way to do it. It leaves it completely up to you. It gives you hints as to how you can. It says like every objective you have to do in the game, every side mission, every um, area. There's always more than one way to accomplish a goal, and it's really fun trying to figure out all the different ways you can do certain things. It's one of those games where it's definite trial and error, where you have to save every five seconds because you'll save and then try something and realize it doesn't work and have to try again. Um, but it's really fun. It looks great. I love the art style in it, which is very, um, uh, it's very um, cy- cyberpunky. Is that the right word? That doesn't seem steampunk. Right. steampunk. That's what I missed. Steampunk, not cyberpunk. That's a game. Uh, steampunky. So it's basically set in the 1800s, but there's technology that you wouldn't get in the 1800s. Basically, there's like there's been technical advancements in the world, and there's gadgets and things like that. But it's great. I can't say. I can't praise it enough. I'm loving it. I'm invested completely in the world and I'm really excited to see because what made the original so good is that depending on how you played the game changed how characters spoke to you and how they reacted to you and how and the whole world, the universe changed depending on how you um, treated each mission. So yeah. if you decided to kill everyone in, a le- in the whole game, you, you left a, a whole you know pile of bodies everywhere then the, the ending of the game would be a lot more negative in terms of how the world is. Like, the world would be collapsing around you, the characters wouldn't like talking to you, and they would hate you. Or if you were, took a more merciful um, look at it, um, the world would be a lot cleaner and, and a lot more in a better place, and the characters would be more um, supportive of you and help you out. And I'm really excited to see... because. Another thing, the last point I make, because I'm, I'm talking a lot, because I love the entire I love this game. You can you can play it as either the character from the first game, because it's set about 15 years after the first one. You either play as the original character Corvo, um, who's the assassin and the royal protector of Emily Caldwin. Uh, in the first one, Emily Caldwin is a young girl. In this one, obviously, she's an adult, and you can play as her. Um, so I'm also going to enjoy going back and seeing how the playthroughs are different depending on the character you play as, because I'm currently playing as Emily Corwin, because obviously I played as Corvo in the first one, so I wanted to see what it would be like playing as Emily, uh, and I'm really excited to go back and play the game again from his point of view and not hers. So it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's great. It's just as good as the first one, which is the best praise you can give it. Give it. 
And because it's been out for a while, you could definitely um, get it probably quite cheap now. And even more exciting, um, as you remember, Arcane Studio, that game for PS5, I, what was it called? Death Proof? Death that Loop. One w- Death Loop, that was it, where it's, it's like two assassins battling each other. And when they die, they just try again to outdo each other. And it looks very, very dishonoredy, which is fine by me. So, yes, I've been playing that. Nice. <laughs> um, and I'll just very quickly mention this before I go to you. Um, Pokemon Go and Wizards Unite, I don't know if I said this, I deleted both the apps from my phone because I was just getting a bit fed up of being addicted to them. And the transition from not having them was actually a lot easier than I thought. I've not really missed them at all, which is odd because Pokemon Go was part of my daily routine for four years. And I just deleted, deleted it, went cold turkey, knowing that if I wanted it back, I could just download it again and log into my account. But I've not missed it. Not missed it at all. You'll be back. Yeah, I have already downloaded Harry Potter again. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so uh, there you go. But, but Pokemon Go, yeah, not so fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I had to, Chris, because it's a brilliant event. Come on. Anyway, um, what have you been playing? Um, week, I'm playing a bit of Pokemon Go. Uh, I joined. I can't remember if I told you on the podcast or not, but I joined a local WhatsApp group for coordinating raids. Yes, you said they're raids. all they're all very intense. Aren't yeah, they? it is. Into it. It, it's better now i've muted it because i can just dip in when i want to like um when i need help or when i'm pl- when i'm playing and i can see if other people are playing as well um i think having mm. notifications on is a bit too much um but it's good fun to play that but the other thing i've been playing a lot of which is something that is currently only playstation and switch but i uh, sorry playstation and pc but i would um very much bet it will come to xbox and probably switch as well is a game called fool guys um which is a takeshi's castle inspired um battle royale where you play a series of ridiculous mini games uh the 60 of you to start off with and it whittles down over time um and the mini games tend to be based on platforming but are also sometimes based on uh kind of more reactions and actions and things um but and memory as well it's a very very good game it's very very addictive because it really just like sucks you into that kind of one more go one more go one more go um so that's really good and the other thing i have been playing is i've been uh Dipping into, well, I did into a little bit on Fortnite. I'm now hit level 100 for the season, which I'm very proud of. But I have also, I've been going back to the world of Super Smash Brothers, Colin. Quite often, when it's late, I will dip on for some online Smash Bros. Uh, with my friend and yours, Rob, who hosted this podcast months ago. Um, I will very much go in for a little kind of session with him um and the online experience on smash bros is so much better than i remember it being it's got a lot smoother um and you can do a lot more of customizations in the lobbies than i remember so if anyone's got smash bros and it's kind of collecting dust a little bit i'd recommend going back online because i mean the people are a lot better but it's such a good game so polished and clean and just like immaculately well presented i love it so much nice yes nice. um full guys full guys sounds cool I'm yeah definitely i keen on that i really i would i would bet that it will come to switch within the next year because it's just like i mean 
the only thing maybe is maybe the infrastructure might not be there but it's so simple and so well produced and so like addictive i can see it coming to everything to be honest they've really hit a winner there and because it's free on playstation plus as well it's kind of got that rocket league thing where they've managed to make a massive install base right at the time of launch which is a really smart move for a game like this i've been playing more rocket league as well actually oh, so good that's still powerful fun powerful yeah. fun Shall um, we... So, I mean, you, you alluded to Fortnite there. So yes. So that links into one of the main news stories from this week and the hashtag free Fortnite story, which is, a, uh, I don't know, taking over the world. I mean, it's the big gaming news story at the moment, I would say, um, with Epic Games taking on Apple and the iOS store and uh, the App Store and how they deal with the money that they take from purchases. And also Google got involved as well. Um, so... I mean, you, you probably know more about this than me. I've sort of on the outskirts been looking in on this where initially they took a strike at uh, aiming at Apple where I believe Epic Games did told their player base how they can purchase in-game currency outside of the App Store. Yeah, so the idea um, is that it's essentially, um, for those of you who, who aren't quite caught up on this, um fortnite is obviously on everything and runs as well as um running v bucks which is the kind of in-game currency that you can earn you can also traditionally buy packs of v bucks um which is digital currency that goes towards costumes and unlocks and new weapon skins and you know you can imagine all the things it gets used for and um because if you run a, a game on um the ice the apple store or the android store or you know any um uh any sort of store worth their you know will take a cut of your free to play games currency because it's like well we will host your game and we will host the purchasing options but the trade off is you give us a little bit of money and obviously different stores um are asking for, ask take a different cut and it's their way of making money because if you um, if you sell a game on the Apple Store, then obviously there's a cut taken from there as well. But if you have a free-to-play game hosted by these stores, then Apple and Android need a way of making some money as a trade-off for hosting it, which is obviously fair enough. But the thing is, Fortnite and Epic Games specifically have taken a big stance about the fact that it's a uh, 30% um of money spent on in-game currency goes to apple and epic have decided what they want to do is um make a side kind of way that you can buy currency outside of uh the apple store while still playing it on your ipad or your uh google device and those respective mobile stores still hosting the game apple and android then were like well, no, we 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 uh, you know we we don't want to host your game if we're not getting a cut of the income, which is kind of fair enough, really. You can understand that logic, uh, but obviously Epic have been working on this for a while because they had a whole um, video presentation set up and a lawsuit ready to go. The video presentation is this kind of 1984 inspired. Um, thing of a bunch of people watching a dictator with an apple for a head on a screen saying don't take us back to 1984 um you should be able to buy your currency 
and we should be able to um we should be able to sell currency to you and not be charged 30 percent because this is a saving that we want to apply to the consumer um it's obviously quite a multifaceted uh conversation and it kind of comes down to this idea of monopolies and apple running a monopoly on mobile gaming um what do you think about this colin well it's nice and interesting nice is probably the wrong word that epic are because this is i swear this is a conversation that's been mentioned in the past where app developers have said that that apple takes such a huge cut of their profits I think it was a few months ago we spoke about this, or maybe it was last year, where I can't remember the app, but they were, it was a small app developers moaning about how much Apple take. Maybe moaning is the wrong word. But I think it did need like a big company like Epic Games to take a stand as well, because I think it is true. Um, as these mega big companies get more powerful, they can sort of dictate how the market moves, basically. Um, I mean, I think to really make this a thing that more companies and more big app developers and um, publishers need to make a stand as well. And as far as I, I will admit, I'm not as in tune with the latest news on this from today. But as far as I'm aware, I don't think any other companies have taken a stand. It's just Epic Games still with Fortnite. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem that way. Yeah, this is the sort of thing where you'd thought that other companies would have made a stand. I mean, the problem is the App Store is one of the main places where people get their apps. Um, it's one of the biggest platforms out there. I mean, if, if, if you're on the App Store, people are more likely to potentially trust your app and download it. Because I think, I don't, I'm not an app developer, but I believe that Apple are quite strict as well on what apps are put on the store. They are like, a lot of checks are done and stuff like that to make sure they are safe and compatible and aren't going to mess up your phone whereas i know the android store is a bit different where it's very open and pretty much anyone yeah. and any app can get on there pretty much straight away obviously um, android have done this with the google play store but uh, i've taken it i've um, taken fortnite off um, but there are other ways you can get it because i think there's the samsung place there's the samsung store and there's other stores as well on android not just the one but I mean, looking at this article on the Epic Games website about the hashtag free Fortnite, I can't really see what they are wanting from Apple. I know they're saying about how the 30% is too high and it's making them put their prices up. So, I mean, are they, is it the end game they want Apple to lower the fee yeah, well, and lower the percentage? What it comes down to is on their FAQs, you can, you can read quite far into it and there's some really interesting stuff. And one of the big things they're saying is that other um, other apps on the store let you make purchases in those apps that don't go through Apple. So, for example, if you have the Amazon app and you want to order some shoes or DoorDash or Uber or loads of different apps don't require you to buy currency via the store, but games will always go through Apple. So there's a section on their FAQ Apple has rules. Why is Epic expecting an exception to those rules? And their response is thus. We don't seek a special exemption for Epic. Exception for Epic. We firmly believe Apple's policies must be changed for all developers. For over a decade, Apple has single-mindedly crafted and proliferated a tangled web of rules and policies to impose a 30% tax on apps 
whilst preventing competitors from offering a better deal. That's around 10 times more than what a typical transaction might cost on competing payment processing services such as Visa, Mastercard and PayPal, which charge rates of 25 to 3.5%. When competition is stifled, the customer always loses. Their rules are designed to cement their monopoly, to limit consumer choice and to stifle competition in digital goods specifically. Apple doesn't force customers to use their payment system to add 30% to the price of their dinner when they purchase a meal through Grubhub or DoorDash. Apple even allows Amazon Prime Video to process payments directly as a special deal whilst holding other apps to a different standard. So why do customers have to use Apple's payment services and increase their price to pay a 30% app tax for games such as Fortnite? There's no good reason. It's because Jeff Bezos is good friends with Tim Cook. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting, isn't it? But I, I feel like to really make a, um, a difference, there needs to be more app developers who come out and support this, and I haven't really seen it at the moment. Yeah. And I completely understand what they're saying. It's, it is difficult because it's, it's a bit like any system, isn't it, where like it just gets where the certain organisations or company get big, companies get bigger and bigger. It does make it difficult for there to be any competition. Yeah. Obviously, Apple and Android are the two big ones in the mobile market and the store market with Google Play and the App Store. It's it's similar for anything in life, really. When you think of like companies that. Um, have like taken like are so powerful it's very hard for anyone else to come into the game like you think another example i think of like video sharing sites obviously instagram have video so does um tiktok and it'd be very hard for any new app to come along and try and steal the market from them yeah because they're so big and powerful um so i mean it's good it's interesting they've chosen now to do this and i think because epic because fortnite is such a huge game they are in the position where they can when they'll make a stand like this and it will be heard by a lot of people because huge fan huge fan base and the huge following i think a few years ago they probably could have done this and nobody would have cared but now it's um, you know fortnite and Epic games people are sort of listening um i just hope this gets more traction yeah and more people will follow it and try and uh, you know understand because i mean this um the FAQs are quite detailed here. It does go into it's it's inter- interesting information I wasn't aware of as a consumer. So it um yeah, I'd really yeah, recommend good. for listeners um to to go in and read there because for it's is difficult with Fortnite because they are uh, obviously Ep- well obviously but Epic is part owned by a huge Chinese conglomerate um and there is lots of issues vis-a-vis um you know chinese money running uh these sorts of companies and the idea of what is their mo- motives and why is the, the thinking behind this but i do i i do really see where they're coming from because it's it's like when taylor swift took on spotify sometimes it takes a big player who doesn't need the money to be the people to say actually we need to make this change because the little companies can't afford to do this in the same way that we can and can't afford the legal fees in the same way we can so whether apple will um you know concede i don't know i feel like google are more likely to because android is a more open um software whereas the whole one of the whole big big pools of apple is that it is very simple and very streamlined and you can't you know I've had iPhones for years and years and I've never found a way around the app store. It's just one of those things. Um, 
So yeah, time will tell uh, how this how this goes. Yes, indeed. But uh, ever developing news story. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. Should we quickly whiz through? There's some other little bits of news. There's nothing really as big as that. Um, but one thing I did want to draw attention to is that we're recording this on Monday evening, the 17th, and Nintendo had just announced a Switch indie presentation for tomorrow. Um, this is going to be happening at five o'clock in the evening. Uh, British time um, or UK time I assume British time same thing um, it's going to be about 20 minutes of gameplay announcements and reveals uh, and we might even see some release straight after as often that happens but there's nothing allegedly nothing first party planned it's just going to be an indie world showcase uh, tomorrow at 5pm UK time so we'll be talking about that uh, next week we'll mention some of the news that comes out of that I'm sure hopefully some they big do, announcements they do have come. to be very big they do have to be very clear on that to stop people getting their hopes up for anything more exciting, which yeah. has happened in the past. Yeah, yeah, um, because the thing is, like, every, it feels like everywhere that does video game announcements now is being so good and so clear about, just so you know, this is this type. Of, because if people just get carried away, then the dislikes come out to play. Yeah. Um, talking of games being announced, um, this is a couple of weeks old now, but we've not spoken in a while. Um what are your thoughts on Rocksteady announcing the Suicide Squad game? Yeah, well, allegedly we're getting more news on that. Is that this weekend with the DC? August the twenty second. Yeah, DC Fandom. Yeah, uh, August twenty second. We'll get more info on that. So that's going to be very interesting. That's obviously for those of you who don't know, it's Rocksteady who created the Batman Arkham games, which I think uh, I can safely say are some of mine and Chris's favourite games yeah. of the past ten years easily. Well, some and today uh, Warner. Montreal, who made Arkham Origins, um, have been teasing a Court of Owls game as well. So I think we, I think it's this, going to be a this double. This is the world longest tease. Honestly, yeah. they've been teasing this for bloody. Is it over a year that this has been teased? I swear. Yeah, and here, very long time. my bet, I reckon Court of Owls is going to be current gen, and Suicide Squad is going to be next gen. Ooh. That would make sense because it feels like this Batman game's been in development for a while. Perhaps, yeah. And, and wasn't and that this... the case with um, Arkham Origins? Was was PS3, wasn't it? Bef- I mean, I think it did it get re-released. I can't remember, but I think it came to PS3 whilst the PS4 was out. I'm not too sure. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that could be the case. I mean, it does look very. Looking at the Rocksteady, I mean, the tweet that they put about Suicide Squad, it's very limited. It's it's just a well, you assume that's Superman with a Suicide Squad logo on his head. Yeah. So maybe they're a bit further behind in development. But I mean, if that if that Suicide Squad game is coming to PS5 and uh, the Xbox Series X, that would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So. But I don't know. I assume obviously, well, you're playing as as the Suicide Squad, or are you playing as the Justice League? in that Suicide well, Squad game. That is an interesting... Yeah, game. I assume you're playing as the Suicide Squad to take down some sort of Justice League-based corruption. Um, yeah. We'll see more this weekend, hopefully. I think I saw there's a title for that game, um, the Suicide Squad game. Uh, I'll hear about the new potential new game coming out. I can't see it. But I saw something called lines of it was called um, Suicide Squad. Oh, here we go. Apparently the game is called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Okay. Apparently. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that was this from IGN. So if it's Suicide League, then you would are playing as the Justice League. And not as the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad yeah. um, You'd imagine mainly as Harley Quinn. 
Uh, do, you, ooh, ooh, ooh. do you think she'll be voiced by Margot Robbie? Hmm. In video game mods, Harley is very often voiced by Tara Strong, who's been doing it for years and years. Yes, and years. Um, but maybe Margot Robbie. Or Mark Howell coming back as Joker. Yeah, that'd be so good. So who is the Suicide Squad? It's obviously Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah. There's, is it... Um, Deathstroke, often. Oh, what's the guy called... Yes, that's it. The crocodile guy. Yeah, killer, killer, killer Croc. croc. Um, in the film, it was like Captain yeah. Boomerang and stuff as well. Uh, I think it's a bit of a revolving Oh, there was Katana as well. Don't forget Katana. She's got my back. Oh, God. And the virus not getting killed by her. Anyway. Oh, dead, uh, dead shot as well. sword traps the souls of his victims. <laughs> oh, yes. Dead shot, yes. Oh, Lord. Good times. Yeah, man. Uh, can't wait. Very, very keen. I've never watched the Suicide Squad yes, film. I've only I'm... watched um, the I've watched the Harley Quinn film, but never the Suicide Squad film. Me and Shona watched it, and it is awful, but also quite good at the same time. It's it's an entertaining watch, but it's not a very good film. The villain is shocking, but it's cheesy fun. <laughs> yeah, the best kind of fun is the cheesy kind. So we enjoyed it. Um, it's just lots of exposition where they're just explaining the characters and the plot the whole time. And like no one asks, but then there's a guy who's like the leader of the, he's not the leader of the suicide squad. He's like the commando guy, like leading them into battle. And he has to introduce all the characters to everyone for the audience. Mm. It's quite funny. This is Katana. He just randomly says about Katana with no one asked and no one cares. Mm. It's quite funny. Anyway, so yeah, we look forward to those games being announced soon because I'm sure they're going to be great because anything Batman's going to be awesome and anything by Rocksteady is going to be great as well. So, very exciting. Yeah, buddy. Uh, what else is news? Well, I saw you put an article in the, um, the Google Doc and I had to, you know, scratch my head and uh, wipe my eyes to uh, see that this Ocean Horn 2 is a thing. Ocean Horn 2 Knights of the Lost Realm is coming to Nintendo Switch. That's exciting because I can't. Was it on PlayStation Vita? Um, Ocean Horn? Yes, it was, it was, wasn't it? It came to Switch as well, but it was definitely on Vita. We both played it, didn't we? And we didn't think much of it, if I remember rightly. I got quite bored quite quick. I didn't like how it was a basically like not really top down, but it was like diagonal angle down perspective. And it's one of those games where there'd be like a tiny little ledge, like a very tiny ledge, which you could step up, but you, your character couldn't go that way. And that would be very frustrating. And I didn't like the camera angles. And it, it, was, it was a puzzle in itself to navigate the map because you didn't know what terrain you could actually go up and down because, as I said, there'd be little ledges you couldn't go up. But then there'd be like massive wooden blocks which you could climb over. So it was all very, very confusing and got very frustrating and very old very quick. But I will admit, I've just watched the trailer for Ocean Horn 2. And I don't know if I'm just imagining this, but it looks completely different. It, it looks it's like a Zelda ripoff. Yeah, but the first the first Ocean Horn was very Zelda, like yeah, it, I mean it, it, it was very it, Wind Waker. Whereas this looks a bit more like kind of classic, uh, land based, dungeony Zelda. Um, yeah, I wasn't I didn't play loads of the first one, but it was very Wind Waker. But this looks even more. I mean, the character like literally wakes up in a bed in a house that looks so Zelda. Um, but I'm all for it. You know, I think it pushes. Uh, like I think it looks really cool. The puzzles are kind of interesting. The graphics look a lot better. Um, and yes, that's what I was gonna say. Very Breath of the Wildy. 
yeah like yeah yeah very yeah. kind of free and open so uh yeah i think yeah, it's that's really different good. yeah i mean because it looks like it's more open and more free as you said that's a good way of describing it which is completely different to the first one because i felt the first one was very constricted and restrained yeah. in where you could go and what you could do the first so, one very much felt like you go to an island, you solve the puzzle on that island, you move on to the next place. And look, I didn't play loads of it, so I might be too quickly judging it there, but this does look like a lot more of like a breathing, living world. Yes. So this would probably be more in, of more interest to me than the original. But um, yeah, it's good. Uh, when's this coming up? For autumn 2020. Yeah. So I would, a few months' time then. We might even get a release date in the, um, in the direct tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I imagine we probably but, um, would. Speaking of Zelda, uh, we have news. This comes from the Metro, but lots of places report it. That the Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword was leaked on Amazon earlier this week. Uh, this is Skyward Sword is the Wii-based Zelda game that's set very, very much in the past on the Zelda timeline, and and it's the one that uses motion controls the most. So I'm not quite sure how it will work, but uh, this was a kind of very brief leak on Amazon. Um, it was up on Amazon UK at a price of, uh, let's just have a look on a tweet. I think it was about, they listed it as £70, uh, which is probably a placeholder. Um, but yeah, I mean, Skyward Sword, you know, this could mean nothing. Stuff gets listed on Amazon all the time that then comes down. But Skyward Sword, I would love to play. I never played that one. Um, and more Zelda on Switch would be great because I really hope that there's going to be. If this does well, maybe we'll get a sweet, sweet re-release of our best Zelda in the world, Wind Waker. Hmm. Exciting. Yeah, man. So uh, hopefully we'll get more news on that sometime soon. Um, apart from that, news-wise, the only other two little things I wanted to briefly touch on... Uh, although one little thing, this last thing, is a campaign from Hellman's, the mayonnaise maker. Why am I talking about mayonnaise, you might ask, Colin? Because if you've got turnips that you bought on Animal Crossing that you forgot about and have spoiled, you might just have a good use for them because Hellman's Canada are donating uh, food to hungry... Oh, the tweet's not loading, come on. Are donating... Da, 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 For each small turn that you drop off on Hellman's Island, we'll donate a meal to Second Harvest CA to feed those in need. And Second Harvest CA is Canada's largest food rescue organization and expert in food recovery. Thank you, Colin. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, like a the big The vision brand is no waste, no hunger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is a lovely thing from Hellman's. And, and turnips obviously go off uh, after a week in Animal Crossing. If you buy them on the Sunday and haven't sold them by the next uh, Sunday at 5 a.m., then they go off. But there is now a use for them because, yeah, donate them. The instructions are on this tweet. We'll embed on the article and uh, you can get involved. And that's a great thing to do to them, I think. It's a very good cause. Well, that's an ingenious um, teaming up there. Yeah. Almonds, mayonnaise and Animal Crossing. Yeah. The, the team that you didn't know you needed. Yeah, for up. sure. Um, but I think mm. that's all the news. I think it is. Yeah. Quite, uh, sort of quiet week for 299 episode 299 I so i think maybe we should move on and get out of here because i'm sure next week we'll have more news because we'll have um the announcement on the games from uh, the arkham potentially new arkham game and the suicide squad game and the indies and just so much so much to talk about yeah it's uh it's big gonna be a big episode next week so do tune in because uh there will be some news at the end as well which you might see coming but anyway um how can people get in touch <laughs> 
Oh my god, how can't they get in touch? That makes no sense. You, you can get in touch by emailing us, heroesofhandheld at gmail.com. That's heroesofhandheld at gmail.com. You can go to our website, heroesofhandheld.wordpress.com. Go to contact us and then you can um, follow the information there to fill out the form and then send your message to us that way. You can tweet us at handheldpodcast and you can find us all over the internet on various uh, podcast apps. Uh, podcast catchers like Spotify and Podbean and uh, Stitcher and iTunes. We're all over it. So just Google Heroes of Handheld Podcast and then you can find all our details. And uh, we don't say this enough, but a big shout out to the Schnauzer Radio Orchestra for letting us use the tune, which is called Insert Coin, which is our theme song, which has been our theme song since the very beginning, seven years ago, I believe it was, or eight years ago? Seven years. I think it was seven years ago. Um, so thank you very much. It's been our theme song since the very beginning, and um, yeah, we very much appreciate it being able to use it because it's a fantastic song. Uh, we very much recommend you go on iTunes and give it a purchase by going uh, on there and searching the Schnauzer Radio Orchestra. It's called Insert Coin. Great song. Iconic. Uh, Any yeah. final words, Chris, before I let you loose into the world? Uh, no, we'll be back next week and have a good week and take it easy. Wash your hands and do good things. Bye. Choo- choose life. Bye. <laughs>